It's good to see you. Good to see you. If you are tuning in online, I'm glad you are here as well. Uh, We are in a series called Back to the Basics or Back to Basics, and I will tell you this is one of those series that it has been so healthy for my soul. And uh, I'll tell you why. And here's here's what I found. Um, I love to overcomplicate things just deeply, as complicated as possible. And I don't mean that like uh, that's just my natural you know, component. I just think all of us naturally like to fill our lives with as many things as possible, as much as possible. Have you ever realized that? Like you, I don't know if you're in a relationship with a friend or maybe a spouse. Uh, maybe you sit next to each other at some point and you talk about the next time you might be able to do something together. You ever had this conversation? And I don't know if what stage of life you're in, but you might be able to remember a stage where you're even busier than you are now, but you look at each other and you go, how's next month? Like that's, or, or how about 2021? Yeah, let's just do 2021. Let's look there. Haven't quite got there yet. And uh, I heard Fred Rogers say this this week uh, in a documentary that I was watching, and I just, it blew my mind. He says he is deeply convicted that simple and deep is much, much better than complicated and shallow. And I went, ooh, I'll preach. And in my mind, I feel like that's what we're trying to do here. We're just trying to say, hey, if we could strip it back, just find some simple things that we would go deeply into, that we would say, this is worth our time, this is worth our investment, this is worth spending and giving to um, our attention. I think this is uh, something worth focusing on into, we'll see, the Christmas and holiday season. Um, my hope last week is if you listened that your hearts were challenged. I know I created heart uh, space this week for myself, space for my heart to grow. And it, it was life-giving for me, encouraging, helpful, challenging, um, but very, very, very good. And I will tell you, uh, last week was the heart because out of the heart, the mouth speaks where your heart is, the, your treasure also is everything that you do and are flows from the heart. And I reminded you that the heart is not just an organ in your chest, but it's your choices, your emotions, and your thoughts. And I hope that you've taken the time over this last week to maybe take some time to create some space for your heart to have a chance to have its thought life reflected upon, your heart to have a chance for your emotions to be sifted through, your heart have a chance to see your choices laid before you and make some new ones or change some, I hope, because that's the goal of Back to Basics. But today is going to be another stiff challenge. It's coming from Scripture. I know you'll be challenged by it. I am excited to say that we also have some guests with us today that we'll have in the middle of this um, that I know you'll be encouraged from and I know you'll be excited to hear from. So before they steal uh, what, I, what they should, and that is the, the centerpiece of this message, I want to remind you of kind of where we're at and why today's message is important. Uh, today's message is on selflessness. And uh, before some of you are like, oh, yay, selflessness, just what I wanted. Wrap it up. Give it to me on the way out. It sounds great. Um, I want to tell you why I'm going to talk about selflessness. Uh, there is two responses to fear. Uh, the fear response, uh, some of you know this, uh, it's fight or flight. Have you ever heard of this, the fear response, fight or flight? Uh, You'll know this, and I want to be very specific on this. You'll know this, that the next time you want to see someone's fight or flight, uh, hide in the pantry of your kitchen, 
And when they come to get something, just uh, say boo. And if they punch you, you'll know. And if they cower and run, you'll know. That's it. Fight or flight, right? Uh, Some of you have found this out with your children, whether they're fight or flight. They get angry and they look at you like, I will destroy you, and they're this big. Some of you, they have run and you can't find them. Personal experience. Um, and you know, okay, this is it. Now, why, why am I bringing this up? Why, why is this something? Because I truly believe that this is where we're at right now in our country, in our time and peace, our period of life. Um, this response that are self-centered. Um, and what I mean by why I think this is the centerpiece of where we're at as a country is because if you get on social media, there are some people that are just trying to get as far away from everything that's going on as possible, just pretending like it doesn't exist, kind of putting themselves in a shell and just going, nana, nana, boo, boo, I can't hear you, all right? And then there are others that have flaming arrows ready at the will Copy, paste, copy, paste, copy, paste, copy, paste, copy, paste. And they're just smashing. You see this in our dialogue with each other. You get in a conversation with somebody. Have you had this happen? You bring up a topic and someone will go, oh, really? Fight. And other people will go like, well, I'm not really sure how to, uh, what, where we should, what we should. Uh. And you're like, oh, flight. There it is. Now, you may not have recognized that both responses are to fear, but they are. Both of those responses are fear-based. And what's really frustrating about them is they're self-centered. They very easily just start and they just end in your thoughts, in your emotions, in your heart as self-centered things. Now, why this is important is because that we just sang about a little bit ago that I thought was perfect. It says this. It says, Perfect love. There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. There is something that happens in the simple gospel message of being loved by Jesus that changes the fear cycle. It changes how we should process the word world. It changes how we should respond. It should get us to not just react in that way and then stay with it, but then ask ourselves, is that the response? And so what we're going to try to do today is break the fear cycle. We're going to try to break the fear cycle. We must break it. We have to, to respond in love. Now, let me give you a couple verses to show you what this looks like. Um, Obviously, Paul and even the writer of Hebrews is trying to get his people to break the fear cycle. Here's what Paul says in Philippians. When people are in real fear, like being like persecuted, family drug off, like imprisoned, like possibly killed for their faith, fear. He says, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but to each of you to the interests of others. You're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Where's the like, hey, batten down the hatches? Where's the get the pitchforks and fire? Where's the like, where's the like fight back against this? No, no, no. It's rather 
out of nothing, out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, rather in humility, value others above yourselves. Don't look to your own interests. In fact, look to the people around us. And maybe you felt that a little bit. That's today's sermon in a nutshell. If we're going to break out of this fear cycle, we have to go from protecting and fighting for ourselves to looking out and seeing and helping and being the love of Jesus. We have to reverse the cycle. We have to break out of it. You can see the writer of Hebrews is saying some similar things, trying to convince you of what Jesus has done. Now, he's just finished this brilliant laying out of why Jesus is the high priest and the perfect sacrifice and why we can trust him. And this is the continuation of that thought in verse thir- or chapter 13. Through Jesus, therefore, let us continually offer God a sacrifice of praise, the fruit of our lips that openly profess his name. Do not forget to do good and to share with others, for with such sacrifices, God is pleased. He's like, look at the end of all this. Look, I've just laid out how incredible Jesus is. You should praise his name. But don't forget, at the end of the day, to do good things and to share this with others. These are things that God absolutely loves. He is pleased with it when you do it. Pleased with it. It makes all the difference. I know for me, if I could tell you what I want you to do this week, is to recognize this. That selflessness breaks self-centeredness. Selfishness breaks self-centeredness. If we could get this in our minds, that that choosing to not react in self-centered thoughts, choosing not to react in my self-centered emotions, choosing not to let my opinions and thoughts be the first thing that I defend, but to look out and to look to others and to try to give and to let that break that in me. And to trust in the perfect love of Jesus. Now, why that's so powerful is because we see it work all the time. In fact, you have done this before. Did you know that? You've done this. And that's what's so cool about who we have here today. So I want to invite Erica and Maurice White to come up to the stage, who were here almost a year ago from Africa, and we have to do a little set change, so just uh, talk amongst yourselves for 10 seconds. Oh, thank you, sir. Oh, look at you gentlemen. Perfect, perfect. Let's do a little half moon here. She's, she's just as important. She's just going to be there. Oh, look at you. You're putting her in front of you. You're doing a great job. Set it up. Okay, now, why are... Erica and Maurice White up here. Well, last November, we did a challenge. We partnered with you. You asked us to be a part of your Boma family. You are missionaries in Kenya, and you're doing incredible work, and you had this piece of land that needed a building for a group of people, and you, as a church, were able to raise enough money to build that building. Well, we haven't got to see the full fruit of that yet. Get to see it today. So, you're back. You're on the podcast. Can we just be, be real with that real quick? Uh, we have a Kingsway podcast. Some of you didn't know that. We did like a 45-minute or 40-minute talk on it. And uh, we got to lay out the whole year. So, if you're like, at the end of this, 
You're like, I want to know more. Got you covered. Let me start with this. We gave you a little bit of money. You got over there. Did you get the church built? What happened? What's it look like? Tell these people that they have done some selfless things and that God has done some incredible. Show them what happened. I think it's really cool. Yes, so. Hold on. Hold on. Yes, wait. Wait. And now. Thank you, first of all, so much for having us. Uh, like you said, we are Maurice and Erica. And so before we show you this picture, we just want you to know that we are so thankful for the partnership of this church in this. You all, um, when we shared last time, we truly mean partners. And you get to share in this just as much as we do. And so though we are the ones on the field, uh, this is a celebration together. And so if you could show that first picture of the church... This is the first service, and this was built in January of this year, so before COVID. And so this was the very first service. People walk. I want you to know people walk from all over to come to this. They were so excited. The church is called Osakinkai, and I want you all to really get that down. Hold on. Say it with me. Osakinkai? Osakinkai. Okay. And that is Maasai. You'll get it. I'll get it. You'll get it. So it's, it's Osakinkai, and it is in this area where I went in to minister to the lost. So this is a church. These are people that had never heard of Jesus, that are newly saved, and we're so excited to have a place to come. And that is possible because of your selflessness. That's incredible. Thank you so very much. So let me ask you this. Um, that's January. Yes. Anything happened between January and now? I mean, you mentioned it once. Things change this year? A little bit. <laughs> Just so a little. Here's what's so cool. This is why God is so good. So we, we planned this a month ago for them to get up here. And I'm thinking through what we're going to talk through. And I, it was just, we did the podcast. And I was like, that's what we're talking about. Because on the podcast, you guys do an incredible job of laying this out. Your mission and your goal is to just get the simple gospel to as many people as you can on the gospel. I mean, on the continent of Africa. I mean, you're just, Kenya is your focus, but I mean, as far. And their hearts are for that people. They're doing crusades. They're just getting, I mean, they're getting as much permission as they can, and they are focused on that. They got a school to teach people to do it. I mean, you guys are just as focused as you can be, laser focused. And then COVID hits. What changed when COVID hit? Because yeah. that's the plan. Did anything change after that? Yeah, and I'll let Marie speak to this, but um, one thing that we, we talk about is, you know, in March, like everybody, we thought we had a plan for uh, 2020. We had this great idea of what 2020 was going to look like. We had teams coming in, and so when COVID hit, um, just like it hit here, it, it hit worldwide, and the, the difference with being in Kenya is what caused uh, what we decided to do for the rest of the year, and so I'll let Marie share about that. Done. Yeah, so it was just obviously a difficult season for the entire world. Mm -hmm. And it ended up being a difficult season for us as well because, you know, like you were saying, we are just so evangelistically focused. Uh, our mission is to just tell people about Jesus, how he loves them, what he's done for them, and that's what we do. And so that got taken away from us because the government just came down on any kind of meeting, social gathering. In fact, military was out on the streets and if people were congregating, they had like bull whips and they were breaking people up and just, so you couldn't do anything. And that included, you know, us as well. We can't do crusades anymore. Churches are shut down. They completely shut down churches all over the country for 
almost five months. So let me, let me ask you this then, because I started this out with that fear cycle. Did you guys feel that? Did you feel that? Did you feel that fight or flight reflex at all? Were you like, so, guess we got to go home? Or yeah. were you like, we got to fight back? Wait, we like, probably well, more on the fight back yeah. side. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I, I think yeah. I like. We're a little yeah, bit yeah. on that side of like, let's fight. And we actually got, uh, Kenya was shutting down. And we were, we were completely shut down. We could not leave where the Kenya government was letting us know. And the U.S. Embassy was actually calling us and emailing everybody that was in, the, in Kenya saying, hey, we have just a few more flights leaving. This is it. Do you want to go? Yeah, this yeah. is it. And oh so my gosh. that we kind of had that decision. And not knowing, nobody knew what this would all Yeah, and you had be. a chance yeah. to, to run. That's what I was going to say. You had a yeah. chance to leave. Yeah, and that was, you know, it was one of those things where when they're emailing us about you need to evacuate the country, this is going to be your last moment. There's obviously that fight or flight yeah. aspect that comes into play. But, you know, Eric and I just had to basically pray about it and make the decision. You know, we're here for the people of Kenya. That's amazing. You know, that's what we're about. We love people, and we don't want to leave the people in a time of crisis. Yep. You know, that's where people need to show up and serve. Absolutely. And so you guys, you guys are in this place, you decide to stay, but you have to make this adjustment. What is the adjustment you make? And if you are interested in more details that we're about to talk about, please go watch the podcast. But what's the adjustment you guys made? Because you guys just, I mean, you totally made a right turn and had deep impact. What happened? Yeah. So we went from basically, you know, preaching almost every day, doing what we could do from, okay, now we can't do anything. And so we're just praying about it, and there was a void. So what ended up happening is when they shut down the basically the economy, they couldn't let people gather, that included market day. And market day for the you know economy there is everything. Yeah. So if you can't get to... Walmart shut down. Exactly, yeah. Everything and shut down. Everything is sold, business is done on one day of the week. Wow. And so they shut that down so people weren't getting food. Uh, and it just became a crisis, really. And uh, along that same time, too, there was flooding that was happening. Oh, in, you guys talked about that in Kenya. Yeah, all over. Water in your tent, water all over your camp. Oh, it was awful. Yeah. yeah. You're in the Amazon rainforest on the yeah, African continent. Pretty much, yeah. It went from, like, almost <laughs> desert to we're in a jungle. That's crazy. And so um, when that happened, we realized people were starving yeah. and had no food. We started getting calls from pastors all over that were, you know, obviously churches aren't open, so they're not mm-hmm. being able to open up, get food, things like that, and including the economy. And as soon as that happened, we're like, you know what? This is why God told us to stay. Um, this is why we didn't run away. Yeah. And we chose to stay was because people are really struggling in that area. So we were able to actually deliver 76,000 pounds of food. Oh my goodness. We went literally all over Kenya. So do you have like a cargo plane or did you just drop oh, yeah. them from the sky? Wouldn't that just yeah. be great, right? Just drive around. Good luck. So there's a, there is a picture. I think the next picture, um, if you could go to that. Okay, so there are the bags. This is our camp manager, Maurice's grandfather. You can go to the next picture. Okay, so this is inside the back of the Land Cruiser. So we have Land mm. Cruisers uh, with like racks on top and water. How but much do each of those bags is, weigh? These are 100-pound bags. 100-pound bags. Okay. And, um, and so they would load. We could max out, what, 20 yeah. in a vehicle. Sometimes it would be loads of like 5 to 10 and then sometimes up to 20. 
and it was nice and dry on the road, so you could oh, just yeah. drive everywhere really it easy. It was nice highway and <laughs> highways oh, yeah. everywhere. <laughs> you know, there was a period there where they were getting stuck at least once a day for over a month. Um, so it was, but it, I wanted to say this. This mm. actually, I wanted to say this that God was so faithful mm-hmm. in that time because there is nothing that we can do in and of ourselves. There's nothing great about. Um, that we can do. And so it is only because God said, this is what you need to do. And everybody has fear. It doesn't matter who you are, whether you're in ministry or you're not, whether you're a missionary or not, everybody struggles with that fear and that what to do. And God spoke to us and said, this is what I want you to do. And so we just wanted to do what he said. And then God provided the funds for that completely separate from anything else. Wow. So it wasn't like we had to pull money from anywhere. God said, here's this money I'm going to give to you. Now go do what I've asked you to do. Wow. Well, and I know as we were talking about this, uh, you know, before, this was something that your guys' mission and heart was so focused and so right in kingdom things, like simple gospel message and stuff. And to make this shift, it was focused, and you almost had to trust that the impact of this was going to be something that you were going to see seeds from, that you were going to see, you know, the impact of. And that's starting to happen now, too, into the original plan. Like, can you talk a little bit about what some of those impact of that 76,000. There's a picture of one of the places that we went to. Yeah, I think it is that one. We went and delivered food to this area who not only was affected by the economy being shut down, but uh, water came in and absolutely destroyed an entire village. So these people were dispersed and they were all kind of congregated almost at like it was a school, but it looked like a refugee camp. So there's mattresses all over the place. And uh, we had the opportunity to go deliver food there. And it went from being, you know, let's, let's tell you about the gospel to showing mm-hmm. the gospel just mm-hmm. through our actions, just literally being the hands and feet of Jesus yep. extended. And they got to see that in action, not only just hear what we had to say, but got to see it with their eyes. You know, this is what people who love Jesus and act like him look like. And so when we did that, uh, we you know, quickly delivered the food, uh, shortly said something because we weren't really allowed to speak, shortly said something about how, hey, Jesus is providing for you. This isn't from us. This is totally Jesus that cares about you, knows where you're at in your situation. And even though there is craziness all over the world, the entire world has been affected by COVID, Jesus cares about the Messiah people. You know, Jesus cares about you and exactly what you're going through. And he provided specifically for this moment. Mm. And then after we got done, you know, giving that short little yeah. message, uh, the chief of the area, and this is an area that we haven't really been able to do a whole lot of ministry in, and the chief of the area came to us and basically opened up a door for us, just open invitation, hey, we want you guys to come, we love what you guys are doing, thank you for helping out the Maasai people, and whatever you guys want to ever do in this community, you're always welcome. Mm. And so that just opened up a door for future ministry from what we we actually do do which is just tell people about jesus and that happened because we were just willing to stop what we were doing and serve where jesus had us and so much of what i'm talking about here is too is like like erica just said we all have fear and that's why first john 4 mentions casting it out because it all comes in it always comes in but it's trying to repel that and i think that was what's so brilliant you could have left it wouldn't have been a poor response but i think the faith to stay had roots into what he had planned for you. You know, you could have done great things here during COVID, 
But man, there was some good things that God had planned for you there. And it really comes down to that selfless choice to believe outside of what you had planned, what you could see, what you would want. It's all lined up. I was just like, this is crazy, like a God thing. And what is so fun is to be able to look at you guys and to say that you just got like the tip of the iceberg on all the stories that they've told me. Like vehicles not breaking down to a certain degree, having enough money to repair them inside of the money to provide the food, the opportunity to reach and to get to all these groups of people that they have shared the gospel with, but then get to hand a bag of this, what is it called again? Unga. Unga. I knew I wasn't going to remember. Ugali. Ugali. Yeah, it's, it's like rice paste. Is that right? Yeah. It's like a rice paste. But, I mean, you actually got to hand this to the people that you said you loved, and then they knew you did. And I'm, I'm thinking you're going to get tenfold back because of that. I really think the gospel is going to explode in some of those areas because they'll remember this selflessness and Jesus' message. So, hey, we want to pray for them before they jump off. They have a table set up in the lobby. I highly encourage you at the end of service to go and say hi, talk to them. Uh, we're going to continue to figure out what they're doing and to hopefully find a way that we can continue to be a part of their BOMA uh, in some way, shape, or fashion. Uh, so don't let that stop you, though, from personally figuring out a way maybe to partner with them. Uh, but as a church, I want you to know the relationship is hopefully continuing to grow. So thank you so much for being here. Let me pray for you. If you would bow your heads and pray with me, too, if you could. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for these two and their willingness to go. Uh, Lord, to be selfless in their approach in the sense of to humble themselves to your plans, to see not just the devastation of their own as the, the devastation of yours, but to see that you work through crosses, you work through empty tombs, and you take what looks like broken things and you make them beautiful, and you take what could be a hungry belly and you turn it into a fullness of love and a simple message that can go further. Lord, continue to use these two, give them the boma that they need, this church family here on earth to continue to support them. May we as a church support them, pray for them, continue to encourage them. Lord, may your kingdom grow. It's your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks so much for coming up here, guys. So as you can tell, I, I wanted that to drive home in your heart, um, and I really what I wanted them to hear is kind of these final two verses that I feel like kind of laid out what we just talked about. Uh, Philippians 4.8 is one of my favorite verses. If, um, if I ever was to get over my fear of needles, uh, this would be probably the first verse that I would want to have tattooed on my heart, because Paul is just begging the people of Philippi to say, this is what you need to do when you're, when you're lost, when you don't know when the plans break, when things are not sure where to go, when you're so tired. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is excellent or praiseworthy or admirable, uh, think about such things. And I, I, whenever I read that, I just know, yeah, why is that, why is that so hard sometimes for me to remember? Why is that so hard for me to remember that the simple gospel translates to this? This is what Jesus wants me to do with the people around me. This is what Jesus wants me to do with my wife and kids. This is what Jesus wants me to tell and to think about and to do in my own life. This is what my, Jesus wants my heart to look like. Then it's just James, the brother of Jesus, believed that Jesus was the Son of God. I don't know what you would have to do to convince a sibling that you were the Son of God, 
but it's a lot, okay? And so when James writes a letter and says he believes that Jesus is the Son of God, pretty convincing, all right? But here's what James writes in two, and this is exactly what we just talked about and why the message, I think, is going forward. When someone says, you have faith and I have deeds, show me your faith without deeds, and I'll show you my faith by deeds. You believe that there is one God? Good. Even the demons believe that. Woo! And shudder. And that is a verse that has haunted me. Even the demons know God is God. What's the difference? You foolish person, do you, do you want evidence that faith without deeds is useless? Blow your mind, right? If you want to be a demon that just believes in God, don't have works that back up your faith. Good luck. So here's what I want you to take home with you today. Selflessness or selfless generosity and, and service often coincide. Selfless generosity and service often coincide. They happen, occur at once. When you become selfless, you just get generous. When you become selfless, guess what? You serve. When you, when you let yourself be not self-centered, when that selfishness dies in you, all of a sudden, this selflessness leads to generosity and it leads to service. It just does. It just, it just coincides. It just grows up. It blows up inside of you. So here's what I did. I created a list to end the service to challenge you to break that self-centeredness in yourself, to, to break it. I want you to get selfless this week. And by that, I mean I want you to be generous and I want you to serve. I want you to find a way to do it. Yeah, I know there's restrictions. Yeah, I know it's, it's not the easiest time in the world to figure it out, but I want you to figure it out. So this is not the whole list. This is my list, all right? You don't have to pick something off this list, but maybe you should. Maybe you should. First thing, take $5, $10, $20, maybe even a $100 bill, give it away to someone you do not know. All right? And I know what you're going to say. I've already done this. Try it again. All right? Stop it. All right? I already did it. Do it again. All right? Do it again. I was at Casey's gas station the other night. Here it is. You ready? Tried to give somebody some gas. They drove away before they got it because it paid for it, got to the pump, they were gone. Took the lady 45 minutes to change the pump to my pump to get that gas. <laughs> I'm going to try again. All right? Just saying. I'm going to try again. Fail. My wife was like, you were gone for a while. I was like, just trying to be Jesus. <laughs> Failed. Miserably. Raise your awareness of common courtesy, both observed and the opportunities to conduct it. This is not common right now, you guys. Yes, thank you, please, thank you. Yes, sir, may I hold the door for you. Even giving, listen, even giving people grace when they say an opinion in front of you that you do not agree with. Don't roll your eyes. Don't get angry. Don't roll. Can I call down fire? Don't do it. Listen, listen. Give people space to grow around you. That is the common courtesy of the gospel. You need to do it. Do this with the right heart. If you don't do this with the right heart, it doesn't count. Okay? You open the door and you're like, you little sucker. Yeah, 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 yeah. It doesn't work. 
It's not what we're going for here. Also, just, just so I said, observed is also really healthy. Uh, Mr. Rogers is just sticking to my head. Whenever something bad happened, you remember about 9-11? He did a, a special episode for 9-11. One of my favorite quotes from him. What he told children is when something devastating happens like 9-11 that we just remembered a few days ago. And we won't forget. You know what he told kids? Look for the helpers. There's always helpers in a time of trouble. Look for those and be like the helpers. That teaches still, you guys. Still does. How about this one? Make a phone call to someone you need to, you need to connect with. And it's probably overdue, if I can be honest. You haven't seen them, and I know we say it all the time, out of sight, out of mind. This is so true right now in COVID. It's so true. You haven't seen some family members. You haven't been around some friends. You don't know what's going on in their life. And I'm telling you, it's selfless because there's probably nothing you're going to get out of it. You're not calling. And it's going to be a weird, it will feel awkward. You'll call and be like, hey, what are you calling for? Dottom, pastor told me to. Just trying to be good, have a good heart, selfless. How you doing? <laughs> like, it's going to feel weird, but it will be so encouraging to them if you just say, I thought of you. I haven't seen you. I haven't connected with you. I want to make sure you're okay. Are you doing okay? No one's going to go, yeah, I am. What are you doing? And hang up on you. No one's going to get mad that you called. No one. Just make the phone call. How about this one? Let's start on the next list. Host the Kingsway Barbecue. It's worth the time. I'm telling you, put it around your schedule. Put it around a Chiefs game so everybody will be happy. Put it, put it at a time and a place that it works, but invite some people in. Just let it be something that you just surrender. Let it be a gift. Food and time. A little bit of generosity. A little bit of self. It's not about you're like, I don't know if it's worth it. Just let it be something that you choose to invest in. Let it be something you choose to invest in. Yes, it's self-serving. I don't care. It's still worth it. Right? Next one. Call the utility company or a utility company and ask for an account that's behind on utilities. Give without control. You know how hard it is for Americans, I feel it, to give without being able to control what happens with our money? Ooh, it's hard. You're like, I want to know. Like, are they delinquent for wrong reasons? Like, like I want to know the story behind it. I don't know. This is selfless. You don't get to determine that. You don't get to figure, I'm not saying you have to pay the whole thing off, but I mean, like, you know, maybe you just throw 20 bucks on there. Maybe you just pick five accounts and you give 20 bucks to each. I, I don't know. Maybe you have a conversation with the reception and say, do you know a family? I don't even need to know their names. I don't need to know nothing. But you can pull up their account. I want to give to their account. I want to give them a blessing. Selfless. How about this one? The last two are, are perfect. Convoy of Hope in Springfield. One of our mission partners. Here's the number right here. Every pack meals and they pack 
supplies that go all the way around the world, and you don't have to go more than 45 minutes, and it's free. And your impact could go literally around the world with just a little bit of time and a little bit of selflessness. There's some rules to this, but if you call, they'll tell you them. It's the simple thing. It'll take you an hour and a half, and it will go around the world. It could be a family affair. Go together. Check it out. The number is literally right here. You don't even have to Google. You could take a picture of this right now if you wanted to. You could if you wanted to right now. The last one, Compassion International. Maybe this pandemic should lead to some hope for a child. We're so worried about our future. We're so worried about where things are going. What's going to be like? Maybe the first and best thing for our hearts would be to selflessly give to the next generation in a place that we may never see the full impact, but we know it would. This is one of the most trustworthy organizations that helps kids around the world get education, get food from a local church. Look up Compassion International, literally Compassion.com. It's like 30 bucks a month and you sponsor a child and you provide for them what they would never be able to provide for themselves. And you adopt maybe even an orphan. It's a selfless act. You take a pandemic and you turn it into something that has an impact. And you break that selfishness, that self-centeredness in yourself. All right, go back to the first list. Let everybody remind you. I just want to walk this through one more time. Just click through it. Yep, yep, yep. Because I know they've already forgotten. All right? You could give this away. Right now, you could literally just look in your wallet. You go, I got five bucks. I did it. All right? That's it. Just put it in your right pocket. You could raise awareness, common courtesy, right? Make the phone call. Host the barbecue. Sign up. Kingswaymo.com. Kingswaymo. Kingswaymo. Or the others. Right? The other three, go to these three. You could call the utility company, you could do the convoy of hope on Tuesdays, or you could choose to adopt a child of compassion. Now, our hearts get to the right place, and we truly want to go back to the basics. And we want to be simple but deep. Don't pick all of these. Maybe at max, pick one or two. Go deep with it. Let it be at the heart of it, the goal to break the self-centeredness in us, the fear cycle. Don't let this be something that you're just running from and hiding from, running from and then fighting back. Break it. Choose to look out, see the world as Jesus did. Jesus went to the cross for you and me. He went all the way to the cross and paid everything selflessly. so that you and I could have full life. We are reflecting our Savior. That perfect love drives out and breaks our fear cycle. Selflessness breaks self-centeredness.